Greetings, and welcome to part two of What It Takes to Get It Right. In this section of the message, Pastor Webster explained that Isaiah actually got it right with God. He got himself cleaned up. He was able to be used by God. And after he was able to be used by God, he realized two things. And he did those two things. Please listen up. Find out what those two things are. Some people believe that the only sin that, that's wrong is adultery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what conviction should do? It brought a deep conviction. And that conviction produced a confession. Are you with me, church? That conviction, God showed him, God showed him who he was and who he, Isaiah, was. And that caused him to be convicted. He didn't just get convicted and sat there and said, okay, Lord, I understand that, but I'm going back to do my thing. Nah, that conviction brought upon him a deep confession. Look at verse 5. Then I said, it sounds to me like he's about to say something. I wonder who he is speaking to and what he is speaking about. Woe is me. What? It showed him exactly who he was, where he was, and what he was dealing with. He said, Woe is me. I got a problem. Isaiah, what is your problem? He says, I am a man of unclean lips. I could hear Isaiah saying it now. My God, help me with my mouth. The only way for me to get rid of sin regardless of what sin it is, the only way for you to get rid of sin when you are convicted is to confess. Are you with me? The only way to get rid of sin is to confess. It won't go away or be forgiven trying to cover it up. It must be confessed and forsaken. The Bible says, 1 John 1, 9, if you confess your sin, if you confess your if. Did you hear what, I, what he said? He said, if. If what? If you confess your sin, then what's the result? I am faithful. I am just to do what? Forgive you of your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. There will be no cleansing of unrighteousness unless there is false confession of sin. And Isaiah realized that. Isaiah reached the point and he says, the problem that I was having is not with people. The problem I'm having is with me. Sin must be confessed and forsaken. A lot of folks believe that they can cover up sin, and when they cover up sin, everything is all right. You can't cover nothing from God. As a matter of fact, 
when you cover it up, it makes it heavier. Because you got to walk with that and the covering. I like the wise man in Proverbs chapter 18, uh, 28 and verse number 13, he says, He that covereth his sin. God, why is it God? Why is it all this? He that covereth his sin. It doesn't matter how it may look or how it may seem, but he that covereth his sin shall not prosper, but whosoever confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Some people may say, but preacher, you say that. I don't believe it because look, look how I prospering. I heard one guy say that there was this, this guy that was a Christian and uh, choked his life. He would give to the Lord, but he became rich. And after he became rich, he started throwing in God's face. Look, I don't need God. Look, 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 look how much I got. Now because you got means that you are prospering. The biggest businessman died not too long ago in Anguilla. They saved him in the hospital. They looked at his hands. Prosper? Where prosperity is now? Nothing. Nothing. Everything that you meet here, that you get here, when you leave, you can leave here. Yeah. That's not prosperity. Isaiah besetting sin or his weakness had to do with his mouth. Two minutes this morning. If you want to be honest. Would say not only Isaiah. Would say I fall in that category. When God tells us to speak about him. He wants us to speak. He wants us to go down the road and meet everybody and speak about him. He wants us to take up the telephone and call everybody about him. Not about them. God church, and I mean the church of God, I don't mean the Baptist church. God church would be much stronger if God's people would stop using the tool of the tongue to destroy God's church. When, when Isaiah made his confession, Pastor White, it was not a general confession. Some of us, we pray, dear Lord, dear Lord, if I commit innocence, dear Lord, if I have done you anything, dear, dear Lord, if just, if I have done anything, dear Lord, would you please forgive me? Isaiah did not say that. His confession was not a general confession, but he was particular to name the sin. That was his problem. He said, woe is me, for I am undone. This deep conviction produced confession. He said, 
I am a man of unclean lips. I wonder if Isaiah used to speak bad words. Are you with me? I wonder if Isaiah used to tell lies. I wonder if Isaiah used to gossip. But by the way, the very same people that Isaiah will now go to, Isaiah realized, I ain't no better than the people. Because just what they're doing, I do. That was his besetting sin. What was his besetting sin? His mouth. Yap, 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 yap. Boy, you hear what happened? Yap, 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 yap. Boy, you hear what happened? Yap, 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 yap. And, and by the way, there's one name easy to call. Yap, 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 yap. Boy, you hear what happened? Pasta for lunch. Yap, 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 yap. Boy, you hear what happened? Pasta. Yap, yap, yap. Woo! And just say, yap, 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 yap. It comes right back, 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 back. Isaiah is confessing. God takes it upon himself. Through one of the seraphims, we're above the throne unto me, saying, Having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues off the altar. Look at verse number seven. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this had touched thy lips and thine iniquity. Watch this church. Woo! Thine iniquity is taken away and thy sin purged. What iniquity? What sin? What God did with it? What he had to do with it? Ow! I find this very interesting to interpret according to God's word. I believe, Pastor White, that the seraphims represented the Holy Spirit. I believe, Pastor White, the live coal represented his blood. I believe the altar represented the cross at Calvary. What caused me to believe this? It is when we confess our sin that the Holy Spirit of God applies the shed blood on Calvary's cross and bring about our cleansing. 1 John 1, 7 through 9. 1 John 1, 7 through 9. Watch this. This is, this is sweet. Woo. 1 John 1, 7 through 9. Quickly, let me just run through this. But if we walk in the light, come on church, are you with me? If we walk in the light, how? As he is in the light. Walk in the light as he is in the light, he says. We have fellowship one with another. Anytime you find that you can have fellowship with somebody that is walking in the light, is, is, is wanting to have fellowship with people that are not walking in the light. So he says, that some folks, we must disfellowship ourselves from. But if someone is walking in the light, he says, 
we have fellowship one with another. And watch this. The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. And here Isaiah is getting cleansed. If you say that you have no sin, you deceive yourself and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sin, he is faithful. He is just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God demands clean servants. He cannot use unclean instruments. Isaiah uncleanness came through his mouth. Isaiah 52 verse 11, 1 Corinthians chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1. Depart ye! Depart ye! Go ye out from thence! Touch no unclean thing! Go ye out of the midst of her! Be clean that bear. Are you with me, church? Be ye clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. My responsibility is to make sure that my life is clean. Your responsibility is to make sure that your life is clean. If you want to be used of God, you've got to be a clean vessel. I shared with you not too long ago, God uses every vessel except a daughter one. You wouldn't want nobody to put your food in another plate. Second Corinthians chapter 7 and verse number 1. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness. He said we need to cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. If we confess our sin to the Lord, we shall then be able to enjoy that and imitate Christ. We'll be able to have communion with him, which makes it possible for us to hear his voice. Up to this time, Isaiah didn't hear him say nothing. Up to this point, Isaiah did not hear it. Let's move on. His cleansing produced a challenge and a commission. After he was cleansed, here it is now, this man is challenged, and he is commissioned. Look at verse number 8. Also I heard of the Lord saying, I heard the voice of God saying. Didn't hear it until then. Seen everything going on. God whipped on him. Now he gets it right. Now that he gets it right, he can now hear God. Are you with me, church? I wonder who he was hearing before. A lot of times we hear voices and we think that it's God. But watch the text. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, sinner? And who will go for us? <laughs> Before, who care who you want to send? I am living my life. I do as I please. We are separated. 
There is a separator between me and you. Sin has separated me and you. So even if you speak, I can't hear. And now he speaks. And he, he said, Whom shall I send? When he said, Whom shall I send? After Isaiah got it right, he was quick to answer, Not them. Send me. Before he even said, Send me. He presented himself, present, sir, for duty. Here I am. Is making sense to you? Making a lot of sense to me. He said, Here I am. <laughs> Isaiah only heard the voice of the Lord after his cleansing. Before, Isaiah was just an onlooker. He just come in church and finding out all the problems with everybody else except himself. An onlooker. Now, Isaiah is a participant. God is still wanting men to go. He wants to commission them. But they are not accepting the challenge. Why? Why do not more hear him saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? What is the reason, Pastor White? It is because of sin in the lives of his people. Isaiah did not hear him when sin was in his life. After he confessed his sin, Isaiah heard him, heard him very clearly, respected him. Now he saw him as a king, high and lifted up, and he's saying, If they can serve you, don't leave me out. Here am I. But I've noticed something else. The challenge and the commission produce a personal consecration. The challenge and commission produce a personal conversation. Read from verse 6 down to verse number 8. That's what the scripture says. Watch this. Watch this. This is sweet. Folks, I can. Whenever we can, you got to go home. I got to let you go because I can stay. Then flew one of the seraphims unto him, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongue from off the altar. What it takes to get it right. And he laid it upon his mouth. Why his mouth? Why he didn't put it on his feet? That's where the problem was. And said, Lo, this has touched thy lips. He didn't have to tell him. Are you sure he feel it? And thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. I'm going to come back and read of us. But I, I think of, of Jacob. When God wanted Jacob, 
to serve him. Jacob was running away. And one night he wrestled with the Lord. And what happened? The tie was out of place. And Pastor White, I believe, for the rest of Jacob's life, you could have tell. I believe for the rest of his life, you could tell that he was a God. When God wanted Jonah, Jonah decided, I'm going to go my way. God said, no problem. No problem. I want you. And God caused him, watch, watch, to be thrown overboard. My boy was just in time. And Jonah must have been just slipping and sliding and that slippery wheel belly. You ever cut, out, cut open a fish and see how in their feel? He must have been slipping and sliding and slipping and sliding until God taught him a lesson. And after he got the lesson in the bottom of the sea, Mr. Will come. What will it take to get it right? God took God took the king out of the way for himself when to get it right. God told me, Shan's next. Couldn't leave her die. If I'd stayed out there, she would have died. I said, no, Lord. I can't leave you do that. What will it take to get it right? Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, here am I. And watch the other words. Send me. Folks, it's not easy leaving home, you know. Are you with me? It's not easy leaving your home where you have settled down you are doing your best for God, and then God takes you up from your home, break up everything that you are doing, and say, it's not easy. But when God sends you, you better go. Because the very same home that you think that you will have, you won't have no more. What will it take? When Isaiah was clean enough to hear God speaking to him, he became conscious of the need of a man. Isaiah did two things. Watch me. Watch, 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 watch. Isaiah did two things. You will either do these two things today, or the message will just fall off your back like you didn't hear it. He did two things. One, he dedicated himself to God, first of all. He said, here am I. In other words, he presented himself to God. Dedicated himself. Here am I. Not only that he dedicated himself to the Lord, Isaiah did something else. Pastor White, he dedicated himself to the Lord, service. It's one thing to say, Lord, look me here. It is something else to say, I'm ready to go. Yes. Yes. 
Not only said, here am I, he said, sent me, let me go. I'm ready now to go. He was not now willing and ready to go anywhere that God would send him. If God can get me, God will get my service. When I am not giving God my service, it means that God ain't got me. But when God got me, then God has my service. Until God gets me, he will not have my service. But God is such a God that he doesn't make deals. When God is ready, he does what it takes to get it right. But many times when he gets it right, we are left like Jacob. Walking for the rest of our lives. I could have waited and say, not now God. Then the bell toll, Shangon. Whose fault? My fault. Then I would have run and said, okay, God, don't take no more. One gone already. But I would have lived with that for the rest of my life. My child died because of me not hearing to God. If God can get us, he'll have our service. But guess what God wants? He wants both. Are you with me? All things were created by him and in other words, you see the toys that you're going to buy for your children for Christmas? We are his toys. We are created for him. For us, it must be clear, here am I. Send me. Let me close by saying this. This is the last thing I want to share with you. <laughs> the consecration produced the demand. Look at verse 9 and verse number 10. And I'm sure. That's a small one. Those are the two letters, first two letters in the gospel. After Isaiah got it right, Isaiah was there as the prophet all the time. The people needed help. The people were suffering with something, but Isaiah got himself involved in the very same thing that the people were suffering with. He said, go. Who did he tell go? Isaiah. When did he tell him go? After he presented himself to the Lord 
and presented himself for service. And now he says, go. Go and tell these people. Why you going to tell them with? Wait, 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 wait. You're with me, sister. Why you going to tell them with? The same tongue, but you couldn't tell them before. Because he would have told them the wrong way. Blanket and blanket. Because he was a man of unclean lips. And the people would. He was just like the people. But now he got it right. So he stands up in front of the people that don't have it right. He says, go and tell these people, hear ye indeed, but understand not. See indeed, but perceive not. Look at verse number 10. He says, make the heart of the people fat and make their ears heavy and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and convert and be healed. He said, I got a job for you to do. Just do what I tell you to do. Amen. One thing about pastoring that I love is that we don't have to invent a wheel. The wheel is invented already. All you got to do is hold the wheel and steer. You don't have to. Invent. All you got to do is what God says that you should do. That's, that's all you got to do. Just do what God says that you should do. But today, God is still looking for men. Today, God is still looking for women. One of these days, you and I, let me say this as kind and sweet as I can. One of these days, you and I, every one of us, if we are children of God, will line up in front of God. You can't fool him and say, God, I couldn't do that because it's he who put it in you to do it. One of these days, we're going to line up and we are going to give an account. Give an account of what? Of what I gave you. Now, what are you trying to do? I have given you something. You remember those talents? I have given you one. All I want you to do is to multiply it and bring two. I've given you two. All I want you to do, two more. I have given you five. All I want you to do is, but God, why did you not give me five? Because I didn't put the ability in you to be able to handle five. But I put two in you. You can't be me. Don't you ever try to be me, Pastor White. You're going to fail. You don't even want to be me. Don't try to be me. I ain't going to try to be you. Be you. God love you as you. Be original. Don't be no copy. Be original when you stand before God. He's going to ask you about you. What have you done with what I have given you? So I close with these words. What will it take to get it right? Thanks for listening to this presentation of What It Takes, Part 2, presented by the Good News Baptist Church on St. Martin. The Good News Baptist Church reads all about Jesus, and where the vision is to develop a loving community of believers who, as a result of a sincere love for God, glorifying worship to God, and a growing commitment to know Christ and make Him known, impact the community 